0: So, good afternoon, everyone, or good evening,
1: depending on where you're listening I'm from. Um, for today's guests, it's good morning. So, um, I'm Amy Muirs, I'm your host. I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, um, where together we explore how young people are using their ideas, their creativity, and passion to shape a better world, and how our educators are utilizing the power of service learning to redesign education, make it engaging and come to life for our young people. If you listened last week, we had this amazing group of young people, um, three young men, um, June Nila Nomar from the American International School in Johannesburg. And today we get the privilege to meet another one of its students, Gaia Kolabela. Gaia is a 10th grader. She's passionate about reading and learning, and she's taken that passion and she's made real Change in her community, and we're going to hear her story today. Um, Guy, I just want to welcome you to the show. I want to thank you for staying up late. I'm not going to talk about how much coffee it's taking you to to be able to be here early in the morning, um, like you're like you are. And I do want to give a shout out um, to um, betty who is here with you, um, supporting you behind the scenes, um, and your parents um, for for staying up late and. Um, Um, being willing to be on the show. Um, Before we take the deep dive into um, how you're taking your passions and interests and changing the world, I'd really love for you to share more about who you are. Just introduce yourself to our listeners um, and and share a little bit about you. Um, Okay, thank
2: you. Um, So yeah, I'm Gaia and I go to AISJ. Uh, This is my third year at the American International School and I'm an international student. So I've had the opportunity of living in different countries and learning about different cultures, but also, I guess, having insight on what are different problems around the world, I guess. Um, So, yeah, I have a big passion for reading, which then I transformed into my service project. Um, I actually also ride... A horse ride for um, my school te- equestrian team and yeah and I've recently opened a baking club as well at school so I have like multi-dimensional passions I guess um, but yeah I really enjoy doing things that help my community in general.
1: I love, um, I've always wanted to ride horses, so I'm a little jealous, And but I'm not a baker, I can tell you that. So <laughs> you do have some diverse talents there. Um, can you tell us more about your school, um, kind of what it's like for you there?
2: Um,
1: uh, going to the
2: American International School of Johannesburg is a very interesting environment. It's I would like I say it's a very international school. I mean, there's like around a hundred nationalities, so we actually like really get the deep dive in what's um, about different cultures and just way of interacting. Um, I, the school's like main pillars are like academics, which are obviously very important throughout, um, but also like athletics and arts and also service, which I think is very important for its students. And I find it yeah, very interesting that we get an opportunity to be so involved in service in our communities as um, most of us from the American, when we go to the American International School of Johannesburg we're not locals. So we get also an opportunity to interact with the country we're living in. So, yeah, it's a very innovative and I guess also very inclusive environment. Um, We're very uh, open about um, a lot of topics. And just recently, the school has um, changed. I just comes to mind the dress code and make it super um, gender neutral, which has been very good for its students and however they represent. And um, so, yeah, I think they just care very much about, like, their students and our interests and, like, help us reach our goals and um, support us throughout this, uh, whatever it may be, um, as I said before, like, academics, arts, or just service.
1: It sounds like an amazing um, learning environment and one that... Um, it would be amazing if everyone had that, those opportunities um, that you're talking about. So um, yeah, just, just an amazing learning opportunity. Um, so you talked a lot about, or you talked about um, service being one of those core pillars um, for your school. So can you tell us about um, the mobile library project um, and kind of what it is and, and how it works? Um, okay, so
2: the mobile library is the service project that I started this year, um, and it's basically the idea of a library on wheels, uh, and so we, I was talking to Ms. Petey uh, when we just started the project, and we were actually talking about how there were many donations to libraries in the communities around us, especially as our school is very close to um, a township, which is basically an informal settlement in South Africa. Um, And so we were really close there And she was talking about How many books were actually donated But how uh, many of these books Were just stuck in rooms And not being utilized as much And so the library on wheels part Kind of came to me As a way to like reach As many people as possible And bring um, The idea started first As just a library So just bringing books But then it kind of evolved In like also bringing school materials and now it's got more to a point of like also a networking platform for teachers um, to share their best way of teaching their students um, in the environment and situations they find themselves in. But it's also like a collaboration between AISJ teachers and like community teachers so that like all the students throughout get the best education that we can actually give. Um, So we basically bring books, um, the idea is to bring books to uh, schools in our local communities. Um, And the main idea was to like reach two to three schools a week uh, so that we would actually be able to make a big impact. Uh, For now, though, we are just uh, reaching Africa to coon deep slit ranks of life. Uh, which is an association in Deep sloot the township, like very close to our school, uh, which caters to um, like I think fifteen different schools, and it's like an after-school activity um, location, and which a lot of students find themselves. So for now, this is the best way for us to reach as many people as possible. Um, so there, it's like work. It works as like. Um, by donating books, mainly we got it from um, individuals in our schools. And now there's also a collaboration between our um elementary school teachers and the elementary school teacher of these communities when they um i don't know recently we've been asked to provide uh reading recordings and so now we're working with the elementary school teachers and high, some high school teachers trying to give uh, these teachers the materials they need to actually teach um, their students
1: that is so amazing. Um, as you were talking about that, um, I was thinking about there was a bookmobile. I, I grew up in a in a really rural community, and we had a bookmobile that would come in during the summer when school was out, so that we could access books because the library I don't even remember. I think it was like twenty or thirty miles to the closest library, and so um, so just listening to you talk, I just had flashbacks and how. Impactful that was on me, and so um, just thinking about how how that impacts all of those young people um, in those in those fifteen um, um, schools and those after school programs. What what did made you want to tackle like literacy and learning through books? Like what got you interested in this? Um. So. Um, My love of reading brought
2: me close. I've always been very close to like education. I love learning. I love reading. I'm very interested in education throughout. But I think I had kind of like a realization moment one day when I was like, uh, my parents have always been supporting of my reading habit, even when it gets a little crazy and I buy too many books. <laughs> guilty <laughs> but, too, yep. guilty yeah, guilty too. <laughs> and but they've always been very supportive, and they've always been like, um, we like we don't mind spending our money on books for you because we think it's good for you and it's good for your education. And so they've always been very open, but I realized um, in South Africa, there is not a lot of like book companies. There's mainly one, maybe two, three, but there's like some some companies are very predominant in the market. And it makes it so that their books can be very expensive in like in respect to like the medium South Africa or the average South African Um Wage, and so I was like, I realized that most people couldn't actually afford books because it was most of their salary, and that's when you like think, wow, uh, this is. Um, you also realize how like lucky you are to actually be able to afford books, which I don't think should be a privilege, but should just be a right. <laughs> I also, with interactions with locals, I um, came to understanding that South Africa' public education system is not um, very much, not as good as uh, the public, uh, the private system. Sorry, and um, I was talking to. a young man in a rural area around Christmas time. And he was talking about um, teachers that had been following cu- curriculum from the 80s. And basically, um, these teachers, some of which couldn't even speak English properly. And it was like it was not preparing them to go and have a job in South Africa as they were not getting the same education as um, other people that just could afford better, which is absolutely not fair. Um, Furthermore, also, um, we studied UN SDGs last year, and South Africa's um, quality education index is actually uh, going down covid has had very bad effects on education in south africa um for like it has affected way more the public schools uh, of lower income areas than um uh, private schools Uh, so basically most studies are done on the matric score which is like the test taken at the end of high school in south africa and you could notice that um, in private sit in private schools where um, students could have access to computers and wi-fi at home uh, there maybe their scores uh, went down or like the passing score went down from like maybe two three points while in public schools uh, in lower income areas where people couldn't go to schools for like five months and had no access to computers or internet these scores went like tremendously down so it was just like it was not fair just that some people were affected and some were not just because of their income
1: wow Wow So much information um, We're going to take a brief pause And then when we come back We're going to dig deeper And we're going to hear more from Gaia From the American International School In Johannesburg So stay with us And the proud young people To change the world We'll be right back Follow us on Twitter At VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: Get the lowdown on guests New shows And your favorites That's VoiceAmericaTRN. of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual Spring National Service Learning Conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muir's. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So welcome back,
1: everyone. Um, if you're just joining me, um, I'm here with Gaia from the American International School in Johannesburg. We're talking about her mobile book project and um, her passion for learning and 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 books. And so I want to just, Gaia, jump back in. Um, I know from um, reading a little bit about you that you've had this opportunity to live in three different countries. And I'm wondering how that inspires inspired you and your love of learning in books.
2: Um, so um, surely living in different countries gives you a very wide perspective. And I think it gave me an idea on how uh, education is approached uh, throughout in these different countries. Um, I went to um, mostly international school. So I've always been in my, I want to call it little bubble, but I've always also had like some kind of uh, connection with the outside, like the, the real world and the country I lived in. Um, so I guess my um, mobile project idea came from when I lived in Italy. And as you were saying before, there was actually a bookmobile there as well. And so this summer I went back and visited back in I just uh, thought about how big of an impact it actually had on me and how much I remembered it with so many happy memories and how big of an impact could actually have in a country maybe like South Africa in which education um, is not as um, is not maybe is as good in the public system and, and in lower income areas. Um, and so I guess like living also in different countries gives you, a lot of perspective on how different people, um, uh, like how different people react and uh, are affected by their education. But throughout, we can always find that um, education is the main point in understanding also different cultures. So I just, I don't know, it just inspired me to being able to help someone.
1: That's, that's wonderful. I love that that the bookmobile was your happy place too. I can say I totally connect with that. Um, just looking back, that was definitely my happy place. And so thinking about that, the impact that that's had on you, that it's had on me, um, what impact have you seen? You talked about the 15, um, the school, 15 schools within, um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the organization that- Yeah. So what impact um, has come from from this mobile mobile library project? With us? Um, we've been in
2: contact with the teachers and they're very, very excited about this. About Because also, these teachers are aware that maybe they're not, uh, they don't have the materials they actually need to teach their students. And they're so excited mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to have them. Um, I think in long term, we'll give just a kind of improved education, if, at least in our community. I mean, the big dream is always to go. Um, they, wider than just um the community around us but you know um but for me uh i think it's just to give people uh, some kind of opportunity and not for them to be discriminated just because uh, they're from lower income areas um so basically um And so we're also trying, I guess, to build more community throughout our school and the community schools as um, I mean, we live very different realities, uh, but we're both uh, high school students, some of us which are just willing and interested in learning. And uh, hopefully this project also has, as I said before, some effect on matric scores, which are really important in South Africa because they help you get into university and they just like it's a base, like what represents your education. And um, just because they're from lower income areas and don't have access maybe to internet or computers, uh, these communities have had scores that went down from like 15 or 20%. And that's just tragic also for
1: their education. Yeah. When, you're, when your future is tied to a test score, <laughs> and you don't have yeah. access to to the resources you need to even you know tackle improving that test score that's huge and it sounds like your 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 project is directly impacting then the future of those young people who have access to the mobile libraries like yeah that's that's amazing um i'm wondering about the other students like in your school or like community partners um who who have you engaged in helping um really address literacy and learning in your in your community who's who's helped you out along the way um yeah so they've been uh, the um,
2: service learning department has been very helpful since the beginning i'm very thankful that we have a structure like that in place um but we've also had, honestly, like the school community has been very, very supportive and present. Uh, from students, um, some of my friends just helping me actually just move books from room to room or just putting posters around school, but also teachers. Um, the school librarians have been amazing, like helping me to learn how to actually catalog books because we find ourselves in that position. And um, But also parents, they've donated boxes and boxes and boxes of books. Which have been fundamental because um, yeah, it's the only way to actually get books to these communities is to get them donated. So they've been very, they very helpful. But as I said before, it's also community partners as Africa Tocoon Wings of Life in Deep salute. and um Yeah, everyone's been very, very helpful and very thankful it could not have happened without them. And obviously my parents, uh, because they've been very supportive throughout and like bringing me at school in weird times to just pick up books. So, (laughs) yeah, everyone's been
1: very supportive. Somebody has to carry those heavy boxes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um when we when we talk about service learning at NYLC, um, we talk about the student process of IPart. And so um I was I was thinking about this process, the investigation, planning, preparing, reflecting, action demonstration um, when I was preparing um to talk to you today. And so I'm wondering what investigation you did um to prepare to launch and and to to, um, to do the mobile library project. So what did you learn um, was, how did you learn that this was the need for the community through your investigation?
2: Um, so I think for me, it was more just starting like brainstorming about the project and bringing it up with my teachers that maybe had more contact out out of school that I did. Um, and then we started emailing schools and teachers and to actually realize what, they needed, what we needed to provide, because the initial ideas, as I said, at the beginning was just to bring books. But then we discovered that so much more was actually needed. Um, So then we looked for service partners. And um, we had lots of meeting with different stakeholders to get buses. And um, then we've been trying to involve um, our elementary school teachers to share the resources, but also we've been um, sharing, also supporting and with our the high school librarian, especially as I have more contact with them. Um, so yeah, I think having contact with uh, the teachers of deep communities has been the most helpful thing, as they're actually on the ground, know what they have in their school, and what's actually needed for them to successfully
1: teach their students. That's that's wonderful. That yeah, that deep connection helps with with ensuring that you're actually meeting the needs. Right. Um, yeah. I'm curious what you learned about yourself through this process um, as you took action and, and the, the project came to life, what did you learn about you? Uh,
2: so I learned that, um, I guess I started to feel like I was actually giving back to this community that had like, well, South Africa that welcomed in me with open arms, um, I learned that, uh, yeah, I don't give up easily. Even though sometimes <laughs> the struggles <laughs> to set up a service learn like a service learning project is really hard. Um, I learned that I think like if we have good ideas to actually have to help our communities, we should just keep going because it's very very important. And I, I learned that um, I actually find a lot of pride and satisfaction helping people and collaborating with people um, to just improve my learning and their learning, and just to make all of us um, the best as we can
1: that's awesome. Those are wonderful things to be able to learn from a service learning project. Thank you for sharing that. We are going to take one more quick break. And then when we'll come back, Guy and I will continue our conversation. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and
0: network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America LC.org to learn more today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to the Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirz. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show.
1: And we're back everyone. If you're just joining us today, um, I'm here with Gaia. Um, she's at a student at the American School in jo- American International School in Johannesburg. And we're talking about how she's using her love of learning and books um, to address uh, a real need in her community through service learning. And so Gaia, I wanna talk about service learning with you a bit and how do you define it and what does it mean to you?
2: Um so for me is uh just like serving others as a global citizen and it's just being a contributor and helping people um that are struggling or having trying to um collaborate to find equality. Um So, it's also about, I think, service learning is looking for something you're interested in and, I guess, taking it to the next level and looking when there's need for what you're interested in because if there's, um, if you're, I guess, if you're not interested in the experience, you'll not be able to give as much as you can. Um, And so, it also, like, enhances what we learn at school and it helps us, like, give, actual examples of what happening in the world for me, uh, just like, as I said before, I learned about SDGs last year, but I didn't have an actual idea what effect it had on communities until I saw it with my own eyes through my service project. And yeah, so for me, it's basically just trying to support people and collaborate so that everyone has, can have, in
1: my case, the best education possible wonderful. And just, um, I'm just going to, for those who aren't aware, SDGs are the sustainable development goals. So Gaia directly connected her project to um, quality education. And um, that's one of our, one of the sustainable development goals. So if you're not aware of those, you should be, because we all need to know what's happening and where we should be taking action. And they, they definitely help guide that. Um, Guy, can you tell us more about what service learning looks like in your school like how does it present itself in your school
2: um, so service learning is one of the pillars uh, in my school is actually very very promoted we're all encouraged to take part in service learning um, and we have service learning uh, in our curriculum itself so talking about SCGs. Uh, but also like um, are part of our uh, also like in passions and interests we're just supported to look for um, service in it. Uh, so we also have um, a yeah, service learning um, department which actually helps us throughout and yeah service learning is a major pillar of our education. is starts as early as an elementary school. Um, in our yearbooks, you see little picture of a six-year-old just working on their garden squad. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have pre-designed service. So If you're not very interested in starting your own, or if you're just interested in one school, you just take part of one of them. And they're very for all passions. Like there's animal shelters and there's a rougher, which is just bringing um, a needed uh, essential to um, the communities around us, but there's also supporting the communities through art. And there's um, two service learning division reps in high school and that just shows how much it means her school and they're just very very
1: supported throughout that's wonderful it takes um, that incorporation into the actual fabric of a school for it to be successful and it's so it's so wonderful to hear how it's just from kindergarten through you know through graduation you're it's part of how you learn and i i would love to hear like if you like service, like learning this way, like why? Like, um, so, you know, if that, do you like learning through service learning? And if so, why, why this type of learning? Um, I enjoy it. I enjoyed learning throughout, but
2: I think it just, it's a different way to look at learning. It gives you an insight on how the real world works Mm -hmm. and um, I guess through the struggles, but also through the success and you just have also, I guess, as an international student, you have more also um, deeper connection with the communities around you as maybe you haven't been part of it for so long as if you might be part of the community and going to a school all of your life. Um, it changes your perspective and it opens your eyes. For me, it just made me realize how actually lucky and fortunate I am. So like, it makes you very
1: aware. Yeah, the, that um, deep connection to community is so important and um, just truly understanding Um how community works and the assets that our communities has, but also how you can how you can be part of it. Um, I'm curious what kind of new skills that you've developed because of these experiences.
2: Um so I've uh, learned about public speaking, I guess a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do uh, it now. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I used to be I used to be a very shy person, uh, which in service learning, I guess it just gives you the push uh, to <laughs> not be because you have to be constantly uh, talking about it because, first of all, you're super excited about it, uh, so, but also about just promoting it to teachers and school and the school because if people don't know about it, they can't support you with it. Um, for me, a skill that proved a little challenging was actually learning to catalog books, because I discovered it can be quite a skill. <laughs> and I'm very people go yeah. to
1: school just to do that. <laughs> oh <my God>.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty challenging to learn, yeah. but you know, um, it was needed. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun, you know. And now I have an extra skill.
1: That's wonderful. <laughs> um, sorry, also having flashbacks to when, yeah, cataloging, <laughs> it's not an easy thing to learn. So that is that is something you definitely need to put on your resume. <laughs> that takes perseverance and grit. <laughs> um, what kind of impact has this experience um? in tackling this issue and all that you learned, you know, you talked about test scores and just, um, the lack of resources in the community. What impact has this had on you and maybe on your family and friends that have, have, um, that you talked about were so, um, such strong partners in this work with you? What, what was, what has been that impact? Um,
2: So I guess I was um, for me. Yeah, it was just eye opening. It was an eye opening situation, both of how I came to the idea of my service, but also just discovering and researching about it because um, I guess in South Africa, there's two very different realities um, and Um, I, I think I just assumed that everyone lived like I lived when it was not true. Uh, so, so now every time I go out for me, it was like, it was, I always think, you know, maybe I just look out for struggles and inequalities. (laughs) And, um, so yeah, it made me, um, I guess it made me also want to do so much with my service and just helping so many, as many people as I can. Um, And it made me closer to understand how South Africa actually works, I wanna say, or how like an average South African lives, uh, which has brought, I guess, me and my family closer to this country and the environment that the people in this country live in.
1: That's wonderful to hear Um, Yeah, that knowledge is power, right? And it also, you know, it builds that connection that you talked about earlier. Um, I'm wondering if there's anything that really just surprised you where you were just like, wow, I had no idea.
2: Um, Yeah, for me, it was uh, I knew that uh, there was very big differences and inequalities in South Africa, but I didn't realize it went to that extent. so uh it the struggles of south african public school system is um fairly realistic and and their lack of materials it was just so surprising to me because um i don't know i guess like when uh we come here we expect for it to be something like not to have the same maybe opportunities as we get at the american school but it was just the fact that um, they were talking about teachers having their last last, um, like being taught for how to teach the last time in the eighties for me was just shocking. Like wow. these people are expected to go uh, like South African people are expected to go to work uh, but they have the knowledge from what, 40 years ago? Uh, So I just, you know, it's just shocking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's unreal. And so when you think about the, uh, back to that impact, like just access to the, to the books that, that your mobile library project is providing, you know, the teachers are gaining so much knowledge that then they can pass on. So that's just it's kind of mind-blowing when you think about it yeah if you're teaching for materials from three decades ago I mean sorry three decades ago the internet really wasn't a huge thing right like <laughs> well you wouldn't know that because yeah you're in 10th grade right <laughs> but <laughs> but it wasn't a thing computers weren't weren't really like we dabbled in it that was you know yeah. so three decades is huge um just kind of circling back to your service learning experience, I'm wondering if you would be able to kind of share how you see the difference between learning through service learning versus learning through books and lecture, as we're talking about you know, the differences between the American school, um, the American international school and the school and um, the other schools in South Africa. But what what does that look like? Um, through the student experience?
2: Um, obviously, I believe that both kind of learning are very important. I guess, like the lecture type, it just gives you the front knowledge. Um, for me, the example is still like when we learned about SCGs. For me, it's always going back to that, you know, I knew the information. But then through service learning, you actually feel the reality and like, mm-hmm almost live through the people's struggles. And I guess it just makes it more real. And so it just has a greater effect on you. Um, uh, uh, So we actually see hands-on what it's missing and the difficulties and the challenges um, just these schools and these community uh, face. And I guess I just, felt more empowered with my knowledge and also i i felt like yeah more empowered to actually make a change and help people in respect to just knowing what was going on having an actual feel it's it's just a different feeling uh i yeah if you've gone through you, you understand it's just um it, it changes and shifts your reality
1: I love that. I'm going to quote you on that: "Changes <laughs> shifts your reality." So, how do you demonstrate your learning and leadership to others? Like, how do you how do you let people know about your project at, in school in your community?
2: Um. So, mostly uh, in school, uh, it happened through posters and um, in a. In a few weeks we we're going to have a big presentation in front of whole high school nice. <laughs> and yeah and just messages to the parents association and for me it was involving friends and just getting the word out that this was happening and just speaking up about uh, this uh, service project and with the support of the service team at, sc- at our school it just makes it very possible to have multitude of opportunities um and just also getting on different platforms, uh, such as uh, the uh, GIS, which is an international school conference about service learning. Um, and it's just about all about collaboration and communication to it just to um, and to just find a way to get the voice out that this is actually happening and we want to make a change and make it happen. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. I love that um, you said, uh, you know, public speaking was a skill set that you had to develop. And now you're like, yeah, I have to speak in front of the school and at an international conference. (laughs) That's awesome. Nothing like having to step out of our comfort zones once in a while, right? (laughs) Well, we do have to take one last short break. And then when we come back, we're going to get some final reflections. So stay with me, Amy Muir's on the power of young people to change the world. And remember, you can follow the show on social media at NYLCORG or find us at
0: NYLC.org. We'll be right back. of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual Spring National Service Learning Conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, getting started in service learning. A book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to the power of young people to change the world with amy muirs to find out more about amy and the national youth leadership council please visit nylc.org now back to the show
1: so, welcome back, everyone. We just have a few minutes left with Gaia, and I really want to get some final reflections from you. Um, you know, I would love to hear why you think more students should have service learning experiences like yours as part of their classroom instruction.
2: Um, so service learning just gives you a better understanding of the world. It makes you um, in contact with the reality as in fact, you're just getting the facts from school, which are obviously very important, but uh, it makes you a greater part of the communities and that you're a part of, and it pushes out of your comfort zone sometimes. But you know, it's good. You improve and <laughs> um, and exposes you to new realities and that you may have not thought about. Uh, for me, was just realizing what's actually going on in South Africa. Um, I guess it also can ho- help you discover new passions and interests. Um, and with which you can make a difference in this world and help people to um, their goals.
1: That's awesome. And I was just thinking about, you know, that passion and interest and how just your love of books is how you discovered this. So it just, you know... Sometimes it's just that love of something and how you put that, put that to work for, for others. What do you hope teachers um, listening to this, to the show will take away from your experience? What about those educators out there? I think most students
2: have wonderful ideas in the back of their minds or have interests that can be pushed through a wonderful service experience. Um, We just need to be supported and listened and not be dismissed (laughs) Um, and just help to figure out what we want to do, what we're interested in and have teachers that are um, helping us to be change
1: makers and push us to make a difference. That's awesome. And what do you want people to know about your project? So we know that you you originally saw that happening in Italy, and you brought that to South Africa. What do you want people to know?
2: Uh, so the mobile library has wants to help. Um, people you know and we want to collaborate with as many people as we can and I honestly have fought for this project from high to low and I really want to make it see-through and make it even get bigger and um, like country-wise or yeah that's the big dream Um, and I truly believe that it can make it change and um, as it did, um, there are examples of mobile library being implemented in many more countries, and it had, different, it had very strong impacts on education. So that's what I want people to know about it. Uh, the mobile library, I think it's actually going to make a change. And yeah, you know, it's, I really hope that people out there just are inspired a little bit to also get and make their own service project, which will help communities.
1: Wonderful. Um, I'll just I want to add to that, if I may, just listening to everything you've said about your project. It sounds like it's replicable, right? Like, yeah, other young people could take this up and they could do it and make an impact um, in their community. So, yeah, that kind of that global piece that you were talking about. So, um, you know, it's 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 effective. It's needed. Um And so what would you say to inspire more young people to take action on, on issues of literacy and learning? What would you tell all of the young people listening?
2: Uh, So literacy is fundamental for future generation and our generation. Uh, And we, if we don't invest in it, we will find a world in which people that can afford good good education will forever be in power. Um, And so, and it also, I think it just uh, many people, when they talk about service learning, they just want to impact short-term as uh, sustainable development goals. Um, And as obvious that those are very important in the right now, Um, literacy has very important uh, effects in just in political and the economies of countries. And, I don't know, it's just very important for our future and also for, if one wants to say the, uh, like, um, the evolution and how we will protect our earth, because if people don't understand, for example, about um, climate change, how can we make a change about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, um, I think it's just not fair uh, that people that maybe are from disadvantaged areas or uh, rural areas just don't have the same chance of people in cities mm-hmm. and it's just um, it's just making it harder just because they don't have the opportunity of living in places where um, education is. Um, better, one might say. So literacy is just important throughout for us, but also for our peers. So we should also look out for people our age that will find our same struggles, but maybe are forced to be one step behind because they don't have um, the same opportunities.
1: Wonderful. Thank you. I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts um, that you want to share. I'll just open the mic up to you. Um,
2: yeah, so I think high schoolers, but also like school students, can just make a difference. And you honestly, you just have to find a, something you enjoy or like and just talk to a teacher or an adult or someone you think will support you and move it and change it and make it evolve into a service project that can make a difference in the community you live in because for you it might just be as for me the love of books but it
1: might turn out to have enormous effect on people and you don't even realize love that yeah you never know who you're going to who you're going to impact right like you know the mobile library project you started like there are probably young people in those schools that will have a better more opportunity because of your project and how, and, you know, sometimes you just don't know the lasting impact that you're going to have. So guy, I just want to thank you so much for staying up with me again. What is it? Are we going on two o'clock in the morning? Yeah, Is that about right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So thank you for staying up late. Um, You're doing such amazing work. Um, It's so impactful and it, truly is inspiring and i'm so again grateful that you're willing to stay up and share this with us um sharing your wisdom your passion your excitement you can just hear it come through um i also do just want to give a huge shout out to bd for she's the service learning um, divisional representative um, for the american international school in johannesburg she's been overseeing service le- learning there for the last five years um, she's driving, um, this learning and, and, um, learning and leading strategy, um, for young people and just amazing work that she's doing. Um, we just, her and all of the students and the other educators there, um, just phenomenal. We're going to meet um, another group of students um, from her school next week. Um, so they're representing their project, the Give Them Hope Foundation. And then we also have a young woman who is going to be talking about how she's tackling gender-based violence. So it's going to be a great show next week. I'm just... Am- loving um, being able to feature these amazing students from the American International School in Johannesburg. I do want to invite everyone, though, to join us and um, hopefully um, some of the students um, from from Johannesburg um, for the 33rd Annual National Service Learning Conference. So this April, it's going to be April 20th through the 22nd. Um, The event will take place in the beautiful University of Minnesota campus, and then April 27th, just one week later, we're going to come together virtually, um, and we'll have even more inspiration, connection, learning. Um, I'm excited to see everyone there, whether you can be with us in person or virtually. Please join us um, for the conference. Um, And if you're new to service learning um, or an experienced practitioner, a young person changing the world, I tell you this conference, it's for you. We've got so much going on. So visit NYLC.org and get registered. And then of course, always mark your calendars. Thursdays for six o'clock Eastern, and we will come together to celebrate how all of these amazing young people are serving, learning, and changing the world. So stay tuned every Thursday, and we'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to the Power of Young People to Change the World. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together we'll serve, learn, change the world.